Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of my podcast. This is episode number 260, and I'm recording from the usual spot in Los Angeles, California, on Sunday, May 12, 2019. It is about 9.30 p.m. Pacific time. So much to talk about. I won't even be able to get through everything, but I will cover the biggest news in sports as usual. Uh, That includes Kurt Rambis overruling the Buzz family. Terry Rozier making some very interesting comments. Kevin Durant suffering an injury. The Seattle Seahawks cutting uh, Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor. Kendrick Perkins going at Kyrie Irving. Landon Collins making some interesting comments on the New York Giants and Odell Beckham Jr. Tony Parker being 50-50 on retirement. Chris Paul rejecting um, practice time for Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry going off against the Houston Rockets in Game 7. DeMarcus Cousins possibly returning for the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Kyrie may be coming to the Lakers. The Lakers hiring a new coach. Kristaps Porzingis getting into a fight in Latvia. The Blazers beating the Nuggets and the Raptors beating the 76ers in their respective second-round playoff series. But before I get into all that, I just want to let you know that every episode of my pod is available on every podcast platform that includes iTunes and Spotify, so make sure to check it out. If you enjoy the show, the best way to make sure that I keep making episodes is to just leave a Leave any kind of review, positive or negative, on iTunes with your honest feedback on the show. If you visit my website at seansportstop.com, you could see which famous athletes I have interviewed. You could have access to all episodes through any platform. And you can read the articles that I've written under my blog. So with all that being said, let's get down to it, starting with the NBA, mostly NBA on this episode. So former Lakers player and current advisor, Kurt Rambis, is reportedly, quote, playing a major role and emerging as a powerful voice in the purple and gold search for their next head coach after they could not reach an agreement with Tyron Liu. Woj of ESPN reported the news Wednesday, while Nick Wright of FS1 noted Rambis and his wife Linda convinced the Lakers not to hire Tyron Liu, even though owner Jeannie Buss and general manager Rob Palinka signed off on the hiring. Earlier Wednesday, Woj noted um, that negotiations between Liu and the Lakers had reached an impasse without a deal. Dave McMenamin of ESPN noted the two sides did not agree in terms of money, but then there were also, uh, you know, there was also talk that it had to do with the Lakers wanting Jason Kidd and Kurt Rambis on his staff, and uh, Tyron Lue is not too f- fond of that, which is understandable. This whole Lakers situation is such a dumpster fire. As a Lakers fan, it pains me to say it, but that's just the reality of the situation. I mean, Jeannie Buss, she's the owner of the team. Getting Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak out of there seemed like a step in the right direction and i was fairly optimistic along with pretty much every other laker fan when they brought in magic johnson and rob palenka neither of them really had a front office executive experience but magic was able to bring in lebron james uh, so you know things were looking pretty good but then all of a sudden magic magic leaves the lakers missed the playoffs and just so many things it's just, it was like a domino effect and now we don't even know who's in charge. There, There is no president of basketball operations. Palinka's the GM. The owner in Genie Bus is getting overruled by Kurt Rambis and his wife, who I guess is some sort of special advisor. It's just such a fiasco. There was a protest outside Staples Center a couple days ago. It's just a soap opera uh, to the point where major sports networks are talking about the Lakers' front office situation more than they are about a very entertaining series in the NBA playoffs that are going seven games. So... It's uh, honestly ridiculous, and as a Laker fan, I just want things to end, honestly, at this point, and I think they will soon. So now transitioning to more NBA, 
Boston Celtics backup point guard Terry Rozier spoke about the team's dysfunction after a season-ending uh, 116-91 Game 5 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks in the conference semifinals on Wednesday night. He said, quote, everybody w was running around with their heads cut off like chickens, Rozier said, um, or Rozier told, actually, Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports. Uh, Coach Brad Stevens was in a tough position, one of the toughest positions, dealing with all these guys with attitudes, all that bleep. Guys that all-stars, guys that's all-stars, guys getting paid a lot of money, guys trying to get paid, it's tough. He added, quote, I don't give a F what nobody say. I sacrifice the most out of anybody. I'm a top point guard in this league. I feel like it's a fresh start, whether I'm here or whether I'm gone. Rozier thanked his family and friends for supporting him throughout a difficult time in his career, saying, quote, because I've been dealing with some BS, I feel like we all still had that one goal. It wasn't easy on coach dealing with a lot of guys that, that want to be great trying to get theirs. Uh, so it seems, seems it's pretty, pretty valid what he's saying, but it's tough, man. Like, maybe, maybe Terry Rozier is right that he really did sacrifice more than anybody on the team. I don't know that he probably himself doesn't even know that nobody really knows that it's all relative at the end of the day and this kind of attitude could quite possibly be um why the boston celtics lost the milwaukee bucks in five games i mean rogier you know pretty much called out the team but he essentially um personified the attitude that he was that he called out by calling out his teammates so it's a it's a catch-22 it's a bit of a you know chicken and egg scenario and as a laker fan i have to be honest i'm really happy and it's really entertaining to uh, look at the celtics drama and the celtics shortcomings so switching gears to more basketball golden state warriors star kevin durant will be reevaluated in a week after suffering a mild right calf strain in wednesday's win over the houston rockets um, and then, spoiler alert, the Warriors went on to beat the Rockets in Game 6 uh, as well. So, um, yeah, that that was unfortunate. I was hoping Houston would pull it off. The Warriors fans and, and other NBA fans feared that Kevin Durant suffered an Achilles injury. But thankfully, he did not. And he, he, could be, he should be back for the Western Conference Finals, uh, according to head coach Steve Kerr. And, you know, as much as I despise the Warriors and Kevin Durant and his move to the Warriors in the summer of 2016, I'm still not that bad of a human to the point where I would wish some kind of Achilles injury on someone just because I didn't like their um, their own personal decision on their career and their life. Uh, I saw some people on the Internet that were happy and were hoping that it was an Achilles injury. And that's just disgusting. At the end of the day, we're all humans and there are things bigger than um you know, you liking or disliking the person based on what team he plays for. So now transitioning to the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks ended an era uh, by releasing longtime stars Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor on Thursday because of failed physicals. Seahawks GM John Schneider said in a statement, quote, the Seahawks have made the difficult decision to terminate slash failed physical Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor. These are two of the most iconic players in franchise history and were both instrumental in establishing our championship culture. Great examples of competitiveness and leadership on the field and in the community. These legendary players will always be part of our Seahawks family. Cam and Baldwin have been a big part of Seattle's extended run of success in recent years. The team has made the playoffs in seven of the last nine seasons, reaching the Super Bowl twice and winning it once. Uh, Chancellor was a fifth-round pick by the Seahawks in 2010. Four-time Pro Bowl safety was a key member of the Legion of Boom defense. Chancellor uh, hasn't played since suffering a neck injury in November of 2017. 
And both of those guys are legends for the Seahawks. But at the end of the day, as you know, I'm a Rams fan and I used to be a 49ers fan before the Rams moved to LA. So, you know, it's safe to say that I'm not the biggest Seahawks fan by, by the stretch of anyone's imagination. But these guys were absolute legends. What they did for the Seahawks was, was awesome. It was, um, you know, objectively, if I wasn't a fan of the Rams and 49ers, objectively, it was a lot of fun to watch that Seahawks team, the Legion of Boom era. And it's definitely the end of, an, of the era now. I mean, you have Cam Chancellor and uh, Doug Baldwin released. Earl Thomas is, um, is gone. You know, Russell Wilson is still there. Marshawn Lynch, you know, retired and then went to the Raiders. And now he's retired again. So end of an era for sure in Seattle. Now transitioning to more basketball. Kyrie Irving does not have a fan in Kendrick Perkins. The former Celtics center criticized Irving for his attitude during Boston's second round loss to the Milwaukee Bucks, telling Fox Sports' Colin Cowherd it was, quote, disrespectful to the city. So the herd tweeted, quote, uh, in this series, I think the way Kyrie went about it was disrespectful to the city of Boston, disrespectful the organization, and disrespectful to the organization, and he didn't represent what Celtic pride is all about. He was a bad leader, and it was proven he's not a Batman. So Kendrick Perkins said that on Callan Cowherd's show, The Herd on Fox Sports 1. Uh, so he also said, in this series, I think Kyrie, the way he went about it was disrespectful to the city of Boston. So he said, he also added, I spent my first eight and a half years of my career in Boston and those fans are unbelievable. The organization is unbelievable. The history of the franchise in itself is unbelievable. And the way Kyrie went, out, went about it, okay, yeah, I struggled. Okay, on to the next game. Kind of like the I don't care attitude. Just basically throughout the whole process, I thought he had got it, but he was just a bad leader and he didn't represent what Celtic pride was about. It was proven in my opinion, he's not a Batman. He's a great player, Kyrie is an elite player but he's not a batman he's a batman when he's on the team with lebron but he's not a batman he can't carry his own team interesting how many times he used the word batman to emphasize his point but you know i agree with um i agree with kendrick perkins here he has a very valid point it makes perfect sense Kyrie has proven that he's not the guy and maybe he's capable of being the guy but in boston where he was surrounded with talent he did not reach the same level of success where he was LeBron James's compared to, excuse me, he didn't reach the same level of success, level of success in Boston as the leader compared to the level of, of success, excuse me, that he reached when he was LeBron's sidekick in Cleveland. So transitioning to more football now, uh, the New York Giants, who have made the playoffs just once in the last seven years, are in the midst of a seismic roster upheaval that has included trading wideout Odo Beckham Jr. and and safety Landon and letting um, safety Landon Collins walk in free agency. Collins, who is now what the Washington Redskins told Ryan Dunleavy of NJ Advance Media, that Giants brass thought quote Beckham was a problem the whole time. Was I shocked with Odell? No, honestly not. Collins said they felt like he was a problem with the whole time. Ever since Odell stepped into the league with them, they felt like he was a problem. I felt like from the outside. Beckham is now a Cleveland Brown, obviously. So very interesting comments from Landon Collins. Uh, this actually makes sense, you know, simply because if Odell is a generational type talent, so the Giants wouldn't just trade him, in my opinion, if they didn't think that he was a, a challenge, a bit of a diva from the get-go. So switching gears now to um, more basketball. So Charlotte Hornets point guard Tony Parker is undecided regarding whether he will return for a tw for a nineteenth NBA season. In an interview with French television sh with a French television show, Parker said the following about his plan, saying, "quote It's fifty fifty. 
I haven't made my decision yet. I told the club that I will give them an answer in June. I really hesitate. I have nothing to prove. I want to spend time with my family. And there's another part of me that wants to make one last season. There will be an NBA match in France. In Paris, it will be a beautiful event. Parker is under contract with Charlotte for next season. And if he decides to continue playing, he will have a chance to be part of the first game in NBA history to be played in France when the Hornets face the Milwaukee Bucks on January 24th. So that's a big decision. I mean, I would not be surprised. Uh, if he just literally just signs a 10 day, if he, you know, re- retires and then comes out of retirement, just signs a 10 day contract so he can um, play that game in Paris for the Charlotte Hornets. I would not be surprised at all. But in general, I feel like Tony should never have left the San Antonio Spurs. He's a Spurs legend. He belongs in the gray and black and he's an absolute legend. I mean, that's that's all I can really say, to be honest. I'm now covering more basketball. Houston Rockets point guard Chris Paul reportedly had Golden State Warriors point guard Stephen Curry kicked off the Toyota Center court Thursday night after finding out the dub star was scheduled for a one-hour shooting session ahead of Friday's Game 6. On Saturday, Marcus Thompson II of The Athletic reported the Warriors' manager Eric Housen booked the court time, but Paul found out about it, traveled to the Rockets' home arena, and took the floor for himself, even denying Steph, Stephen Curry, um, you know, the or Steph Curry's offer to split the court in half. After the Warriors closed the series out, Curry could be heard exclaiming, quote, kick me off the court again, boy, in a video captured by CBS Sports. Uh, it was an app- That was a huge win for the Warriors, perhaps their most impressive win in their entire run, uh, in their entire run since the start of 2015. And that's really saying something because this year they've really looked as vulnerable as ever, to be honest. And yeah, with that, we have more uh, Warriors to cover. So, Golden State Warriors center DeMarcus Cousins reportedly may return to the, for the Western Conference Finals. According to Mark Stein of the New York Times, Cousins could play during the Western Conference Finals if he maintains his current pace of recovery from a torn quad. He has not played since suffering the injury in Game 2 of the first-round series against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, so, that's the latest on uh, Cousins. It would be pretty awesome if he can come back. I mean, he's had a very bad luck with the injury bug as of late. And... But that begs the question. I mean, for the Warriors, they won a they won a really you know tough series with the Clippers in the first round against a good Clipper team that many people underestimated, myself included. And then they uh, you know didn't the Houston Rockets gave them you know a run for their money for the most part, and the Warriors uh, overcame the Rockets as well for who knows it could be the fifth time already. So that begs the question: like, would they be better off with the Marcus Cousins sitting or with him actually playing? So we'll just have to see. I think he should play just because of the depth that he provides for the Warriors. They don't really have much of that depth. And um, yeah, so uh, transitioning to more basketball, even more, will Kyrie join the Lakers? After finding out that it's not so easy to win a championship on his own, Kyrie may look to partner up with LeBron James again. On the Hoop Collective podcast... ESPN's Brian Windhorst stated the, quote, possibility of Irving and James playing for the Lakers has been talked about. He said, quote, and I say and I say that just because I think it's on Kyrie's radar. It's on Kyrie's board. Windhorst said he has had discussions with people about playing for the Lakers. This would be a dramatic turn of events for Kyrie, as you know, there were some some people thinking that Kyrie and LeBron were not really on speaking terms after Kyrie demanded a trade from the Cavs and uh, he got shipped off to Boston. But now they patch things up and they might team up once again in La La Land. That'd be pretty awesome. Speaking of La La Land, the Lakers finally hired a new coach 
and it is Frank Vogel, the former coach of the Indiana Pacers and Orlando Magic. According to Woj of ESPN, he agreed to a three-year deal with the team on Saturday. Tanya Ganguly of the LA Times reported that Jason Kidd, who interviewed for the post in April, will join the team as an assistant. Woj added Kidd will receive a, quote, prominent assistant coaching role on the staff. This comes after former former Philadelphia 76ers assistant Monty Williams took the Phoenix Suns job and former Cavs coach Tyron Lue withdrew himself from consideration as I covered that earlier. So um, Vogel went 250 and 181 in over five seasons in Indiana, posting a losing record only once and he topped out at 56 wins. He also made back-to-back trips to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2013 and 2014, but lost both times to a Miami Heat team led by his new uh, player LeBron James, but he then spent two seasons with the Magic going 54 and 110 before being relieved of his duties in last April. So overall, this is a pretty solid hire for the Lakers. I actually like Frank Vogel as the Lakers coach more than Tyron Lue, and I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. So yeah, with that, I'm going to I'm going to call it there. I'm going to go into detail on the uh Portland Trailblazers and um Toronto Raptors uh you know, winning their series. I'm going to go into more depth on that yet uh, tomorrow, <laughs> not yesterday on tomorrow's episode. There will be an episode tomorrow. I will get back in the, in the scheme of things and try to do daily episodes for you guys. Again, I know I keep saying that, but I'm really going to do my hardest, my darndest. <laughs> I'm going to do my hardest to um, make that um, come to fruition. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. This was episode number 260. And as always, I'll see you all in the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for listening.